What's up, beautiful people? Now, before we get started on episode two, I just wanted to jump on and say thank you guys so much for the love and support on the hashtag Fuck Self Doubt series. I just really appreciate you guys, and I hope that you continue to listen. Please share and subscribe. Remember to stay true. Love you. Peace and blessings. What's good, gems? It's your girl, Regal, and you're tuned into another episode of Stay Regal Radio. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Hey. hey, today, you guys, I have one of my booskies with me. She is talented. She's creative. She's a boss. Um, she's fucking intelligent. She's just everything to me. Erin um, Delano is in the building. Hey. Welcome. Welcome. It's great having you, boo. So, as you already know, oh, pause for the cause. Gotta say, fuck self-doubt. Um, yes, so we're hopping in today, episode two of the Fuck Self-Doubt series. I want to be interviewing my boo. She's so talented. Um, and just a little background on how we met. She's actually my big sister's friend. That's how I met her. And I met her about seven years ago. She allowed me to do my sister's baby shower at her house. And we didn't hit it off anything then, you know, but it was no bad blood. And then it was like 2016, I think. Siobhan, my sister, was having a girls' night. So we chilling, and boom, we got to make a store run. She's like, you want to go to the store with me? I'm like, yeah. We hop in the car, in games, all eyes on me is on. And we both just started turning up. We on the way to the store, getting it. And so that became our song from that moment on. And we just been cool as shit. Um, And so it's been a while since we've hung out, so I'm really happy that we got this time to catch up. And um, just spend time together. I definitely miss her energy, for sure. So how you living, boo? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, I've been busy since uh, pretty much year break. Um, I just started nursing school in the first semester. So um, this was the first time trying to implement school into my everyday life. Right. Which is already busy. Yes. Yeah. So it was quite an adjustment. So that and then um, finishing this book that I just uh, released on Mother's Day this year. Yes. Please tell us. I just looked through the book. It's amazing, you guys. Um, please tell us all about the book, the inspiration, everything. Um, the name of the book is called The Sky's the Limit. It's the story of Miss Margaret's magic hat. Um, it started off as just me kind of just putting down on paper what I see in my head. I started to um, just get pictures of this little girl kind of traveling the world. And um, before I knew it, I kind of attached it to um, the loss of my grandmother. She passed away a couple of years ago. And the one thing that always stood out about my grandma that I remember um, were her hats. She had the most amazing hats. Um, and I just remember going to visit her and she had, she lived alone um, with my aunt, but um, she had one room that was specifically for her hats. Like it was wow. the hat room. Now, was it just any type of hats or just one type of hat? Um, all kinds. I mean, she was uh, very active in the church and so that was their, their thing. You right. Know, part of the uniform were these, you know, amazing hats and so... Um, she just had them from all of the conventions and conferences and just through life. And had yeah. a whole room full of a them. A whole room full That's of That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was always fun to go in there and try them on when I was a little girl and 
be fancy for a day, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just got this idea of her hats taking me to places I have always wanted to go or recently have been. So I kind of just started this story through a few pictures and um, before I knew it, it had kind of turned into something that I could, you know, make into a real story. And so um, I started the end of August of 2018 and uh, finished the last pictures probably around um, the end of April. So I've been working on it quite consistently since then. That's awesome. Okay, so what was the hardest part about making the book and the funnest part? Oh, um, the hardest part was um, like committing to the pictures. So I did not only did I do the story, um, but the all of the art is mine as well. And so um, some things that I imagined in my head, I created, and then once I put them into the story, they didn't quite fit anymore. So I would have to do a lot of edits and change a lot of things. And so committing to like this is okay. I'm good with this. I can move on to the next page. Um, that was probably the hardest part because I'm a want to perfect everything, yes. right? Yeah, <laughs> and on both sides, the story and the picture. Right. So it took me a lot of patience to like you know get through that process, but it was probably the most difficult. And um, I think the funnest part was just putting it together, coming from you know just one idea in mm -hmm. one picture in my head to a forty-page full-color book is quite a process and so seeing it just unfold from a couple of sketches to a hardback book Actual is pretty yeah, which pretty is beautiful by the way like all the detailing uh the way it's written everything I just read a few pages of it right now but it's bomb like thank you uh so tell the people where can they get it um so it's available on amazon and uh, barnesandnoble.com the sky's the limit Aaron Delano that's awesome okay yeah and it was, you said 17 Seventeen dollars. Yes. Seventeen bucks. Um, you guys, it's beautiful, and especially just to see more black art. I think it's awesome that little girls can open a book and see a black character and be like, "Oh, that kind of looks like me," or "My hair is like that," or "That looks like my grandma." Um, representation matters, and I think we need more positive representations. Like, so this is awesome. So, do you think you'll be writing any more books? Um, I think so. It started off as just, you know, something I wanted to create, but it's kind of turned into, um, something that I think I want to expand. I'm, I'm kind of still going back and forth as to what it'll turn into, but I'm pretty sure it'll have a couple more books attached to it. I see. Sure. And that's one of the things I love about Erin is because I've literally seen you do multiple different like lives and careers and yeah. hustles <laughs> since I've known her like yeah. when I first met her she was a party planner right yeah. you had your own party planning company and she would do these elaborate bomb birthday parties and I would just be like dang like I would have never thought to put that together like that and when she explains the things that she creates with her mind she explains it so simply like oh yeah you just put that and that and boom there you have it <laughs> and then I'm just like yeah never would have thought no, that you're yeah. right at all. So she was a party planner, and you um, what was the name of the company? What a who. What a who. Concepts, yeah. Bomb, and yeah. It, her creative concepts were super, super elaborate too. And then um, she was well, still is an artist, mm -hmm. but she used to do art gallery shows that she would throw with her artwork and sell them. And I'm like, the work was just amazing. The one I went to, <laughs> and I always have the fondest memory of that our show because you know that's when the last time I had sex right <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to your art show and then I haven't had any since <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I was. I was feeling myself that night. <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, July was a good month. Um, but, yeah, and you did it every birthday, around all your birthdays? Yeah, I, um, well, it would at least start the art around the same time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I couldn't get enough for the time of the gallery. So it was like every every 18 months okay. or so I really probably had an, an art show. Man. And she would throw it herself, find like, you know, well, her homegirl has the, you know, the dance studio, right? Yeah. And she would just put on these shows. And that's the thing about it. Like, whatever Erin's doing, like, she just had this launch party and I'm looking at the pictures that she posted of the decorations and I'm I'm knowing that she did that. <laughs> like, that's Erin <laughs> creating it. Like, and she just uses all of her talents and puts them together. But what she is constantly showing me is, Whatever you want to do, don't wait. Just, Just do, it. do it. Just do it. Just put your mind to it and do it. And not only this, but a mother, you know what I'm saying? She's a boss at work. Like, she's just out here getting it. She's an amazing friend. Um, she has, like, her, her your clan, right? Your A1s? <laughs> All her kids. She has two kids, but she's also a TT, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, like, she's just such a, a go-getter and a lover. You're such a lover, too. Man. Thank you. Um, and it's so it's just so dope to just see her change and transcend. Yeah. So did you always feel like or know that you wanted to do multiple things with your life? Um, well, no, but I always have thought about multiple things at the same time. Right. I feel you on that. <laughs> so, so whether I knew whether it was going to turn into anything or not, um, it's one of my qualities and probably part of my demise is the... Um, inability to really just do one thing it's hard for me to just pinpoint and focus for more than a couple of hours before something else has my attention it's just kind of always how I've been so um I'm not surprised you know and it's just to me it's just how my art has evolved I mean I started um I sketched in school right so just Mm -hmm. in my notebooks and my notes were always just like doodles right while everybody else was writing hard, I was drawing the heart, yeah. you know, so, um, it's kind of always how I've been, um, but I really didn't start art until my kids were born, and I wanted to do their nurseries, and I watched HGTV, and saw, Love how, HGTV. <laughs> saw how cute they made these rooms, and right. I was like, I can do that, so, um, when I was picking out art for the, uh, nursery, it just, didn't make sense for me to go and spend the money to do it when I knew I could probably do it myself. I just was going to have to go and get the stuff and do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where it started. And then it just evolved. Like, you know, my kids' birthday parties started to get a little bit out of control. And so (laughs) my husband was like, you should start to throw somebody else's party and spend their money. Right, right, (laughs) yeah. And so that's how the party planning business came. It's just like, you're really good at this, but... You're cleaning out our bank account. Right. So we need more money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So use somebody else's and try to make some money on top of that. And so, you know, I started doing that and then started to put the two together where I did the paint parties. Mm -hmm. And this was a way for me to set up parties and then still do art at the same time. So, like, who doesn't want to do that, you know? So Heck yeah, I'm so trying to have one, too. Involved, right. Know, like those are, those turned out really, really fun. And so, you know, and then once people see what you do, then they start to create their own things in their head. And then they come up to you like, I have this crazy idea, but, you know, we want to be the Looney Tunes for Halloween. Can you paint me a shirt? And before you know it, I'm painting on shirts, you know? So. Right. 
it's you never know what you are doing, like how you're doing things, how that sparks something in mm -hmm. someone else. And so you just got to give what you have because what you do may really change the people that are around you and make them want to do something a little bit more differently, you know? So mm -hmm. um, I just keep doing things that, you know, seem like something fun to do. And sometimes they crash and sometimes they give me an idea to do something different. So. You just got to keep trying, yeah. man. And that's what it's really all about. What I'm learning as I'm growing and I'm maturing and I'm learning to walk in my purpose is like, it's not a really about you. That's no. what you find out. Like, you're trying to find yourself and you feel like, okay, I'm finding myself. It's like, but you find other people. Right. And people who, who inspire you and who you inspire. Um, and that's what I just feel like, you know what? I'm going to give it all I got because yeah. what else do you have left, you know? I mean, yeah. That's all you have at the end of the day. And I really think um, losing my mom helped me see that, like, all right. That's the worst thing that you've said would ever happen. It's happened. And look at you surviving. Right. Look at you pushing through. Mm -hmm. Like, and you're actually happy. Like, let's go. Like, you have something to give the world. And you just got to stop being scared. Oh, people are going to judge you. Or you're judging yourself. And that's mainly what it is, is the negative self-talk. Um, and that's why I just started really pushing my podcast and start doing these interviews. Because I'm like, I feel so blessed by the people that I know. And instead of holding on to them, like, let's share them with the world, like, so they can inspire other people, you know? Um, and so, yeah, let's say, let's see, if you could create the Aaron experience, the ultimate Aaron experience, what would that look like? An Aaron experience? Um, so... I just love to party. Yes, she does. <laughs> and I love all aspects of a party. So, like, for me, the perfect party is, like, good food, you know, because I, I love to eat. I love, oh, yes. I love good food, you know what I mean? So, and she can cook. Oh, my God. And that's sometimes the best way to get your good food is just to do it yourself, you know? Yes. So, I um, went to cooking classes, and I watch every Food Network show, but it's something I really enjoy doing. Um, so good food, good music, like chill experience to the point where it's you you feel comfortable enough to just dance wherever you stand. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? So you know, still to where it's a good vibe, but not so stiff that you know you can't turn up a little exactly. bit. Exactly. I've always been the turn up. Come on, There's a little bit of ratchet in there, just a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, and then just good vibes, you know what I mean? I just, I don't like things too serious because right. then I feel like you lose a large population of people, you know, mm -hmm. and I just don't find point in it. So I'm all about just making comfortable environments for people to just be themselves and have fun. Yeah. And that's, that's so true. You do it and not even like even an experience. You just do that on a normal basis. I think it's definitely like a gift that you have. Um, like, when we were hanging out all the time, I know I used to have conversations like, God is showing me that, like, I'm like you, too. And I would be, she was like, yeah, boo. Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I've been trying to tell you. Like, yeah. And it just showed me, like, I, God was showing me, like, through our friendship, like, I'm putting you around people. That's, that's your tribe. Yeah. That's who you connect with because you have the same qualities that you admire in them and you don't see them in yourself yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why I had to take some time and really start realizing who Rebecca was and start yeah. seeing the good in myself. Um, and it's been an amazing journey 
and uh, it's just been great and yeah. phenomenal. I've been yeah. learning a lot too, yeah. and just um, just pushing myself to do new things and try new things. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way. I mean, it's hard to think that what you think and love about who you are at fifteen is really going to be the same person and the same things that you think and love about thirty-five. Right. So. It, there has to be a progression, but the only way to progress is to go to places you haven't been before because you've already done this, so you know what this produces. So if you want more or different or better, right. then you got to try something different, something you've never done before. And as terrifying as it may be to not know whether it's going to work or not, that's the only way to get past where you are. Right. So you either just take the risk and hopefully it turns out or at least it teaches you something that you can try again and get it the next time. Or you sit where you're at, you know, and some Stay people yeah. sit where, where, where they're at just because maybe that's good enough or they're just too terrified to take another step. And so I, I see people like that and that's all they know, you know yeah. what I mean? But um, if you have the opportunity to, you know, see something different like you should try it <laughs> you know yeah. you should try it because you just never know how scared and all yeah sometimes I mean, you have to do it scared yeah. yeah i mean most of the time it is like who doesn't get afraid of what they do not know you know but in the end that's i feel how you evolve into the next person you know it's yeah. about bettering yourself, changing the way that you look at things, broadening your knowledge in a subject or two or five, you know what I mean? Just being better the next day so that, you know, you can get to the next level. So that's how I think about it. Heck yeah. So would you say through life, do you feel like your children played a part in how you live your life? Um, For sure. So... So they shocked my life real quick. Yeah. So, um, you know, they they will literally take it and then put it in a shaker for a little bit as far as kids are concerned. But for me, the biggest shift in who I chose to become really came with um, the decision to get divorced. Mm -hmm. And okay. seeing who I had like kind of faded into by staying in a, in a space where I knew I couldn't grow. Right. Um, and that person wasn't servicing my children. Mm. So that person was barely surviving on their own and therefore had no extra umph to, you know, give my kids the, the love and the attention and the focus that they needed. And so the only way I could be the mom that I knew they deserved was to create a space of growth. And the only way I could create that space of growth was to step out and, and redirect my way and to do so by myself. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a hard decision to make, yeah. as you can imagine. How long were you but, married? Um, so... By the time it was all done, it was about seven years, um, but we separated in 2013, so that would have been six years. Yeah. yeah. That would be difficult. I mean, a divorce and then a single mother, yeah. a lot changes. Yeah, in a quick amount of time, and you try really hard to make that change as 
smooth or at least visually and emotionally smooth as possible because you know it's going to be such a shock to the kids um but behind the scenes it's a lot it's a lot it takes a really long time to um level out to a place of comfortability um just because you've been so used to a certain lifestyle yeah. in a certain way doing things you know with the consideration of somebody else and now you technically get to make your own decisions, own decisions. by yourself. So um, it was it was a bit much <laughs> for a while, but I was focused on the kids, and I got to figure this out because I've already shifted their lifestyle as is. So I got to try to make sure that they're fulfilled in this instance as much as they can. Mm-hmm. And when you say that was. Um would you say that was the moment you decided to say fuck self-doubt? Like, I'm just gotta, I gotta get out here and do it my way? Um, I think that was, I mean, I definitely started that process before I had the courage to leave, mm-hmm. you know, so I had to grasp that mentality before I could even make the steps to, right. to, to do it. But, um, yeah, I think it definitely has to be about, like you said, the greater good and the bigger picture. So, despite how... I may feel or the insecurities that I have about making this decision and break, breaking up my family. Um, I knew that that was the right decision to make at the time and I had to trust myself in the sense that, you know, there's a reason and purpose behind it. So that's where I need to just put my attention. Yeah. And really it comes because like you said, you were in a situation where your light was fading, you know, mm-hmm. and... There's always this one flow song that connects with me when, like, I know I'm in a situation that doesn't serve me. It's called, um, I'll die. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll, uh, if I stay right here, I'll die inside. And when I think about that, it's like, that's literally what's going to happen. Yeah. Every situation was like, but that's not what I'm used to. Or that's where I want to go. It's like, so you're going to stay here and die? Are you going to go and live? And, um... I can imagine that being tough, man. But it all starts with loving yourself enough to say, you know what? I gotta go. Yeah. Because um, like you said, if you don't love yourself, you don't have your light. How can you give it to the babies, you know? Right. right. So what would you say self-love looks like for you? Um, so self-love for me is just um, giving myself attention in general. So I am usually one that has six things on her calendar each day. Um, I try to occupy at least 14 to 16 hours of a day. Maximum. (laughs) She, and she's telling the God honest truth. She be gone. I'm trying to squeeze time. (laughs) And so, um, the one, the one thing that, uh, kind of shook me, um, was when I got hospitalized in, in August and I was, I was bedridden Mm -hmm. and, um, it took me weeks to even just like get energy to you know go to work and come home and not pass out. So, right. um, so I realized how important like listening to your body, paying attention to what it's trying to tell you, what you feed it. Um, to me, that's like the best self love I can give myself is just focusing on what's best for me. So if my body needs rest, then I'm going to have to say no to this, you know, heavy hour situation so I can go home and lay down because I know that's the best thing for me. So to me, that's been the biggest um, sign for for self-love. Yeah. 
paying attention to yourself. That's yeah. another thing. A lot of times we don't, especially if you have family, job, you give so much yeah. of your energy to all these places. And like you said, end of the day, it's like, I don't even have anything to give myself. That's important. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's really the only way you get from day to day. And, um, you know, everybody kind of has their focus on what's important to them. You know, like mm-hmm. everybody has their, has their main goal or whatever the case may be. But, um, being a person who has been ill and is ill, um, their, your requests become a lot simpler because, you yeah. know, there's grace in just being able to say that you're healthy. Like that's a thing I think a lot of people, um, kind of just by bypass and don't really focus on the importance and, you know, the gratitude for being healthy right. because being sick is tough, you know? So, mm for me to just like get through the day without pain, like that's, that's for me a good day. And so, um, you know, I, I focus on those good days versus, you know, so what somebody else might really consider you know, a good day. Right. Exactly. So do you consider the life that you have right now, like a miracle? Do you feel? Um, yeah, I mean, so it's, um, I wouldn't call it a miracle Mm because to me it was um, just God. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I feel like he definitely, you know, performs miracles. But in this sense, um, I have to go back and think, like, I if I really knew God the way that I know God now, it would have never been a question. Right. You know, like, I would have never second-guessed how I was going to get there. I just should have trusted that it was going to get there because that's just you know, what God does for you. Um, but I got sick young. And so once, you know, you haven't really figured out what your life looks like, I got diagnosed, um, at 19. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't really know what your, you know, life even is on its way to looking like, but you now have this disease attached to it, you don't really see anything else, but that I'm going to be sick. I have these doctors telling me that if, you know, I don't get a new liver by, um, you know, 30 pushing 35 you know like I'll be in complete liver failure so when you have it in your head that you're almost on a timeline Mm -hmm. your way of um living life completely shifts you know because for you you actually have a clock you know a lot of people just have this imaginary day-by-day clock but um in your head now because of you know what the doctors are telling you you know, you got till 35 to make it happen. So, you know, what do you Gotta do? go hard. Right. So you graduate college early. You start your family early. You get married. You start your career. You know, you fast forward all these things. And so uh, now, so I don't look at it as a miracle, but now I just laugh because I don't even know how to make a five-year plan. Because I know, you know, right. like I, I've always lived on a this day-by-day, day, just trying mm-hmm. to make it to the next year. Right. And now here it is. I'm on the other side of 35 and And I'm like well I should probably plan something (laughs) (laughs) looks like we'll be here for a while so like maybe I should save something right so it's it's um it's been eye-opening to just look at life in a in a different way because I've honestly since college looked at life with an end so um it's uh it's 
a kind of a shift in in my life in general, but something I'm truly enjoying, which is nice. That's and that's awesome. I'm happy you finally get to make that switch and start yeah. feeling like oh, because I mean that would be hard to every day feel like okay, well. I know eventually I'm going to pass away. And we all feel that way, but like you're saying, when you have an illness, it's yeah. you feel like it's going to happen much faster. Not to. Yeah, yeah and now you feel true. like, no, I'm going to live. It's okay. Yeah. Let me start and planning I've been my living, life. So right. Like, so, you know, more intentionally than just, you know. Mm-hmm. I've had some good days, though. Like when you don't have any fear in the future mm-hmm. and you just literally are trying to squeeze life out of every minute that you have. Some good shit comes in those days. Like, I've had amazing, amazing experiences, um, but I just don't know how to how to long-term. So I'm trying to learn the, you know, um, ability in life of long-term plans and uh, just thinking past, like, next year, you know. So. Good luck, girl, because, <laughs> so, you know, I oof, that stresses lot. me out. Yeah. Because just planning out a week or two or a month, that's kind of like a, whoa, it's a lot. So my calendar goes to February 2020, and I think that that's good. You know, like It's filled up already? No, well, I mean, it, I at least have access to February 2020. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's my, good. You know, my mm-hmm. planner. So that's about as far as I think I can manage, but like... And that's what am lot. I doing in three years, girl? Please. I yeah, know. I've never been one of those people. Like, <laughs> let's see, wake up, do the day. I do my today list during the day. <laughs> yeah. Then wake up and okay, got to do that, 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 that. Okay, yeah. cool. Or I'll do like a weekly to do list. But yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to learn how to budget and do things right in that aspect and like be intentional that. about it. Yeah. You know, because it's like you make enough money to where. You should be living better. So, focus. <laughs> well, and to me, it's a matter of, like, what does living better look like? You know what I mean? So, some people make money to spend money, and I perfectly think that that's fine. And then, you know, my, most people spend money that they don't have money. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's obviously a struggle, but... To me, what I don't also find point in like saving so much that you're not living because you want you're worried about the future that may not yeah that just in case fun it's like a balance of you know being present and planning for the future at the same time and not crazy exactly and see if you it's balance really because if you focus too much on the present you really are gonna ruin your future and vice versa you know. And that's what was crazy for me because I was like, I'm living the now, I'm living the now. But now I'm thinking like, especially no, being a single woman and then transitioning to being a single mother, it really woke me up like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, it's, it's not just you. It's shock, right? <laughs> you really have to think about like, what was I doing with my time before children? I know. Like, I feel like I'm so consumed all the time and yet. When I was single, I felt like I was tired too. Yeah, tired, didn't have time for nothing. And it's like, what were you doing? What was I doing? Wasting time, bro. Wasting time. Wasting time. Where's your money at? (laughs) Right. As much as these little niggas eat. Oh my gosh. What are you doing with your money? She eats more than I do sometimes. I order off the kids' menu and they order off the adult menu. Dang. I completely switched roles. Like, I have to convince my son to order me my meal off of his menu so that I can get him the. The hefty one. Yeah. Man, yeah, they eat constantly. I just might. There has to be a grown man in there. Everyone's like, oh, she's an athlete. No, but it's beyond being an athlete. Like, she'll eat a full meal. And then, like, an hour, she's hungry again. Yeah, that was me, though. 
I look back on it and like I totally get it. Like I used to win eating contests. Like my little skinny ass used to be out there. I ate a chicken. I won a chicken eating contest. <laughs> I'm mad that you're about to start naming our contests, not just one. <laughs> I did. I did. I used to eat Tabasco peppers. But I remember on pizza night, I used to get my own medium-sized pizza because I ate six to seven pieces of pizza. Like, that was Man. what I would eat. And so, I used to get my own, I used to pepperoni and pineapple, mm. um, part of my order. Yes. <laughs> but I got my own pizza on pizza night for the family because I literally used to eat that much. So, Probably. I remember and I get it, but now that I have to pay for it. Mm, that part. Yeah. I'm that paying for her part. <laughs> I am blessed. I ain't gonna lie. Your girl get food stamps, and I am so happy because, <laughs> oh Jesus, I'll be like, Lord. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah. She be grubbing. Lot. I remember when I used to pay for groceries. I used to just be like, Jay. And that was when I first first got her, and I was making that good money, and uh, <laughs> I missed those checks. <laughs> I was making that good money, and she used to just be grubbing. I'm like. Yeah. Stop. You just ate three plates. <laughs> like, yeah. and she was like, mm-hmm, it was good. Like, I bet it was. Thanks. Thanks. I was Man. thinking that's going to last. Right, no lunch day. tomorrow, nothing. Man. So, do what would you say is next for Aaron? Uh, rest. Rest? Yes. I oh, have right. been um, grinding this year with school and the book and life, work, children, school again um and so i just really want to chill um i plan on taking a couple of small trips i will probably incorporate a little bit of book business into those trips um but you know like fun stuff i want to do not anything too crazy um just a little turn up here and there with the book on the side (laughs) by the book by the way take a shot right um so I might do a little bit of book business, but other than that, I really just want to <clears throat> kind of recenter myself and and restore a little bit. I uh, push myself really, really hard to get all of this stuff done. But so you do. I um, am gonna just do nothing for a while. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I'll be back into school the beginning of next year. I'll be back in the nursing school, and that'll be going full time. So that'll be real. Okay. And. Uh, a couple of art projects in the, in the mix. I was so, about to ask you about yeah. your art. Do you still have art for sale? Yeah, so I still have um, just paintings from every part of my days. So mm-hmm. some from my art shows, some from classes, things like that. Um, I don't haven't really done any custom art mm-hmm. um, recently, but that's just because no one's asked me to. Um, but I am working on a couple of other book projects to where um, I'm not the writer but the either the illustrator for the book or the book cover okay, so. stuff like that so I have a couple of small um, projects I need to get done um, so I'll be work on finishing those too okay so if people wanted to buy some of your artwork or see it where would they be able to do that at? Um, so most of my stuff is still on my what a hoot page at okay. uh, what a hoot uh, creative concepts on Facebook um, or you can find me, Aaron Delano Murray, on um, Facebook, and I can let you know what I have available. Okay, yep. awesome. Is it too late for me to cash in on my custom birthday piece? Because <laughs> I have this wall in my, my vanity room. This is what happens to people, is that they ask for art, yeah. and then I tell them, yeah, 
you can have it. Just let me know what you want. I know. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to think about that and then get back to you. And now Two years later. Two years later. <laughs> asking for a piece of art. Yeah. Absolutely. Just let me know what you need. Okay, awesome. I'll get it in. Art's dope too, and it's I love it because I love the way you showcase the women in your art. Yeah, very powerful, but yet mm-hmm. womanly, very feminine too. And it was um, it really spoke to me. The one you did for uh, about the women was it twelve women mm-hmm. that inspired you. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful, beautiful portraits. I don't know, is it considered a portrait? They are. Hey, I knew what I was talking about. I actually, the whole collection is still up there. And it's crazy because um, I really loved this this whole, the whole uh, collection. I just really thought it was dope. And it's crazy because not one of them is sold. And so, to me, I just like, I kind of want to keep it together. And then at the same time, they just sit there. Because I don't want to hang them up. Because I really want for people to to have them you know mm-hmm. but they sit there right there on top of my shelf and but so if you I'm love like, it then you should hang them up i know right especially you would think that being an artist i would have like every wall full of art you used to have more art and what happened to that didn't you have art on that wall uh, i normally have like holiday situations up there so mm-hmm. depending on what time of, of the year it is but not really they're yeah. in my closet and like i have a whole art closet Painting, well, y'all make right. sure y'all hit her up so that she can bless <laughs> you guys' walls with some beautiful black art, you know, support our black artists. Um, have you ever thought about doing First Friday? Uh, you know what? I talk about it all the time. It's really not that hard to do, but um, <laughs> like, you just fill out an application and get a table. It's do you simple. have to pay for the table? Uh, you do have to pay a fee, but it's like not a lot. A cheap fee. Yeah. Under 50 so, it's probably about 50. Okay. Yeah, so it's not horrible. But, um, yeah, I've thought about it and just never done it. I feel mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I've been there before. It's on my list, you know. But you got a lot to do. And you've yeah. already done so much with your art, girl. Um, yeah, so do you uh, paint parties? I know I wanted to have one. I still got to get that plan together. But can people reach out to you and hire you for yeah, paint parties? Yeah, I um, kind of shut it down while I was in school but I am um, open for the summer and fall so okay. I definitely am open to taking up any of those projects. So Alright. Yeah. So we're going to have to have a Stay Regal uh, radio paint party coming soon. Y'all hold me accountable to that. And um, yeah I really want to thank you for coming on today. Absolutely. Um, I love you. You're dope. I just want to support you because you've always supported me no matter what I was doing. Back when it was Queens Club Radio in my living room, she was there. Back when I was trying to do makeup, you were there. Um, I actually did your makeup for a photo shoot with your family. Yeah, and at your... um, I'm like, one of my art shows. Uh, yeah, it's our show. <laughs> and she was rushing me. You cannot take as long as you usually do. Right. I need you to hurry up. Because <laughs> she does her makeup five minutes in the car on the way to work. And yeah. I don't understand how people do fingers. that. With her fingers. <laughs> and makeup be cute too. I'm like, how does that even work? Skill. Talented, creative, you know what I'm saying? Anything artistic Absolutely. she can do. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to thank you for blessing me with your life, sure. your light, and your love, man. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you too, boo. All right, so, yeah, y'all go check my girl out on all her social media, plat- social media platforms. They are? 
They are uh, at Miss Murray, M-S-M-U-R-R-A-Y for Instagram and Aaron Delano Murray on Facebook. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to stay true, love you, fuck self-doubt, and peace and blessings. Catch you guys on the next one. Peace.